modern science has shown that worry and stress actually can shave away at the years right. of your life. You'll, you'll add some things, but they won't be the kind of value added that you want. No. Welcome to the Walk in Truth mini-sode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. This is Pastor Michael Lance with Pastor Shane Lance. This is a step closer, another layer of our ministry for Walk in Truth. And a listener named Kristen actually suggested the topic of how to deal with anxiety. So thank you, Kristen. And we've had uh, some of you request topics. You can do that by reaching out to us at walkintruth.com or sending us a message via the website. And uh, we'd be happy to hear from you and consider some future topics. But this particular topic is on anxiety and some questions before us. What is anxiety? Who gets it? Etc. So we're gonna we're gonna just start this off, Pastor Shane. And first of all, I want to welcome you back to Walk in Truth. Thank hey, you. son. It's good to be back. Good to be back. <laughs> good to have you back. So we're dealing with the topic of anxiety. Uh, I think one thing that Shane we've talked about in the past is uh, the pandemic certainly brought out more concern from people. A lot of fear, a lot of uh, anxiety, a lot of people walking in the unknown. And there's, we're still, I think, seeing fallout from the pandemic and still see people going around with masks on and, you yeah. know, um, just a heightened level of concern. In fact, you and I have run into some people in town, uh, who have not been back to church since this all began in 2020. Yeah. And, uh, so this is, this is an ongoing problem. And, but it's not just about a pandemic, which, you know, it comes across, come, comes along every now and then. It is the normal state of uh, a human's existence is to deal with worry and anxiety. Let's talk a little bit about anxiety itself. Let's talk about what anxiety is and who gets it. So first of all, let's talk about anxiety. I remember just recently preaching and the the listening audience will be familiar with this. Uh, We just did the Philippians 4, 6 and 7 passage be anxious for nothing. And I I recall defining anxiety in this way, a, a sense of being pulled apart, pulled in different directions, kind of feeling like you're torn apart. And I also added a layer of worry being uh, not something that you just think about for a moment and then it's gone. Right. But kind of fixating on a problem so that you become so consumed with it that it ends up consuming you. What are your thoughts about just defining anxiety and and does that kind of resonate with what you think about? Yeah. Um, well, anxiety is definitely not anything new. Um, I almost feel like and get a sense in our culture, I'm a millennial. I'm 28. Um, I'm a young father. I understand the stresses of trying to provide um in a very expensive place to live like Southern California. It's expensive everywhere now. Um, That's not to discredit the fact that we are extremely fortunate to live where we live. 
um, and very blessed. But there's all sorts of practical things that play into why people are anxious. I have found um, through counseling sessions with people that ask to meet with me, um, even with uh, family that deals with anxiety and depression, there's often a um, – I'd say an inclination in those who struggle, um, maybe even on the, maybe a medical level of uh, anxiety and depression, they play the what if game a lot. Um, they're constantly concerned with, um, well, what if this happens and what if this happens? And um, I think it's really easy to for all of us to fall into that trap of playing that game in our own head. And we kind of can spiral and uh, we can kind of spiral downward really quickly doing that. You know, Jesus himself said that today has enough worries of its right. own, um, and so we ought not worry about tomorrow. And he even challenges the listeners and says, who by worrying can add anything to their life? Right. In fact, uh, modern science has shown that worry and stress actually can shave away at the years right. of your life. You'll you'll add some things, but they won't be the kind of value added that you want. No. Right? And, uh, you know, like I said uh, – Anxiety is not anything new. Uh, King David in our Old Testament and in our Psalms knew what it was to be anxious. Um, in Psalm 139, David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Jesus, our Savior, knew anxiety. Uh, before Jesus went to the cross, um, he's in the garden and he's asking that if this cup can pass from him, that the Lord would do that for him. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And he's so overcome that the text tells us that Jesus has physical side effects right. to the level of anxiety he's feeling. Yes. And his heart was troubled. Right. Um, we see the night before he dies on the cross, even as he's interacting with the disciples, his heart is troubled. Right. Now, this is really good news in this sense that when we come to our great high priest, Hebrews chapter 4, verses uh, 14 through 16, he sympathizes with us and empathizes with us. With our weaknesses. Yes. And one of the things that he does know is worry and anxiety. Maybe not so much worry, but maybe the pressure yeah. of the, the cross. Let's just back up for a second. We know when we, when we look at fears, and you talked about the what ifs, uh, we fear you know, you look at the major fears for people. They fear failure. They fear the future. Right. They fear death. Uh, there's a fear of public speaking. Mm -hmm. So when you think about all those fears, let's just talk about a few of them, which I think we have a remedy for. We have a, a healing balm that we can give to people. Let's talk about the fear of failure. So here we are. We're two competitive guys. We, we've uh, seen a good amount of success, I think, in the things that we've tried. We're not tooting our own horns, but you know, we could pick up a golf club or a baseball bat and be relatively successful. You're Sometimes. A, you're a Sometimes. successful musician. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some things, but, but even with that, even with all the things that we would call blessings, we also know the very real fear of failure. Yeah. Like, uh, we're both uh, husbands and we're fathers. Well, when you guys were growing up, I didn't want to fail at supplying what you needed. I wanted, and I'm not talking about just financial right. stuff. Um, let's talk about that first fear, the fear of failure. How does the Bible help us um, overcome that kind of fear? Yeah. Well, I would say 
One of the things that I think we ought to address right out of the gate before we get into the details is I just want to quickly say this, that if you are someone listening to this and you struggle with being anxious, with feeling overwhelmed, I want to, I, I brought up those examples of David who, by the way, the Bible says that David, this is the only man uh, that I know of in the text who has attributed this uh this you know claim is that he was a man after God's own heart. And then you have Jesus, who is God incarnate, that is God in the flesh, who is uh, in this crazy reality that we see in Scripture, 100% man and 100% God, who also was uh, anxious as he was going to do the most heroic and intense, brave thing we've ever seen a man do, which was bear the sins of the world. This is something we can't even begin to comprehend so uh, talk about a level of uh, being anxious and overwhelmed. Uh, Jesus is feeling the weight of the world's sin throughout all of history on his shoulders as he goes to the cross. Um, so my point in saying that is to encourage you that if you are hurting or struggling with anxiety and depression, that you are not in sin inherently because you are feeling anxious. And so if you've been told maybe that you are sinning by being anxious – uh, Jesus did not sin. He did not commit sin. That is why he's the perfect spotless lamb of God who was able to atone for our sin. But I think that anxiety and worry can lead to sin because I think that it can become a habit in our lives where we begin to lose trust and confidence in the person of Jesus Christ. So when we turn to scripture, the first thing I want to emphasize in this little time we have is that if you are struggling with feeling anxious and worried, um, do not be under this condemnation where you feel guilty, but instead let's go to the text, to God's word, and see how we can deal with anxiety. And so I think the first thing we learn from Jesus in the garden is that Jesus immediately takes time to pray. Yes. He first turns to his heavenly father with his anxiety and his worry. And a very honest prayer of if there's another way. Right. So that's an honest, um, very human thing to pray. Lord, if there's another way, remove this cup from me. Right. But then we always want to add, he said, not my will, but yours be done. And there's total transparency in his prayer, right? Like yes. you just said, Jesus doesn't go before God and pretend that he has everything together and that he's just fine. And we do this as people. We we do it every day. Every day, I hope you have the opportunity to interact with others and you're getting asked how you're doing genuinely. But we do it to others and we do it uh, all the time. It's this vicious cycle. You go to the grocery store and you say, hey, how you doing? But you really couldn't care less what that person's answer is. It's just like a common greeting in our American culture. But can you imagine if people actually began to answer that question honestly? And it's almost catches you off guard when people right. do occasionally. You say, hey, how are you doing? And all of a sudden the cashier at your local grocery store starts telling you how their day is actually going. And it almost catches us off guard because we are so busy. And I think busyness is a huge contributor to anxiety. But I think that's a key thing is that Jesus takes his anxiety first and foremost to his heavenly father. So if we can kind of combine two ideas of what you shared, Pastor Shane. One is that Jesus took it to the Father in prayer, and that's a key, and that's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer mm -hmm. and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds. So that's a wonderful remedy. 
Here's the second thing that I heard you say, and we kind of combined on this idea, that our great high priest sympathizes and empathizes with our weaknesses, plural, right. one of which is worry. He understands pressure. Uh, he understands uh, you know, the anxiousness of what he felt as he went into the Garden of Gethsemane. And so when we pray to him, he and I and I just taught this recently as we did Psalm one twenty one. I look to the mountains, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. And what I pointed out in the Hebrews four passage is that the word to help there means stabilizing us in the storms of life. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said, we can come to God honestly, come to our high priest and say, Lord, I'm I'm worried. Yeah. This is where I'm at. And I need your grace and I need your mercy. And just by opening up that dialogue in prayer, there's a power in that. Yeah. Because you are giving it to God rather than staying stuck there. Because if you, if you as a human being, if I as a human being, our listeners keep, stay stuck there and keep rotating it in our mind, then that's when we become overwhelmed by worry. And I think that's when it can become sinful. I think that when we when we don't take our cares and cast them upon the Lord and we try to do it on our own, that is sinful behavior because I think it became it can become prideful because we can convince ourselves that we can handle it on our own. And pride is often the reason that we don't ask for help in any area of our life. But I also think, you know, you might be listening to this and say, that's great. I can pray about my anxiety and uh, I still feel anxious. <laughs> well, I think that one thing you have to think about in your theology, friend, is that when you look at Jesus, he is God in human flesh, like I said a moment ago. And Pastor Michael has said a couple times, he's referenced that verse, that he sympathizes with our weaknesses. Well, he can sympathize with our weaknesses because God took on human flesh and experienced an anxiety and a weight and a worry that you and I will never know that level of anxiety and worry, that, that it is to have to go and be slaughtered for the sins of all mankind throughout all of history. That's a weight that I thank God will never have to know. Um, and that's not to minimize the things you're going through now, but it's to say that you certainly can go to God and he most certainly knows what it is to be challenged with anxiety and to be overwhelmed. And I can hear somebody saying, okay, it's nice that somebody sympathizes and empathizes with me, but how? But I need a little bit more than that. And that's where we find grace to help in yes. time of need. We're going to we're going to pause right there. This is a step closer, a ministry of walk in truth, and uh, we're talking about anxiety, a very real issue. We all wrestle with it. We're talking about really how to overcome it. What is it? Who gets it? How do we deal with it? And we're going to talk about uh, some things that you can do, some healthy habits as we continue to to kind of uh, walk this out. We'll be doing a uh, our next part on anxiety so tune in to a step closer we'll catch you next time right here thanks for listening to a step closer let us know your thoughts on today's topic you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com you can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss again email us at contact at walkintruth.com